Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 324. You may be asking yourself, wait a minute, didn't the main episode 326 just go out? Yes, yes, it did. Sheila Carrasco. I have a bonus episode with her coming up soon. Before that was Daniel Bernard Romain, which I hope you listen to that episode because it was especially good. All of the episodes are good. I've been really happy about them, to be perfectly honest, lately. And um, yeah, but I didn't do a bonus for him that week. Things just got out of whack. And I'm still like one, well, now two bonus podcast episodes behind. But I'm getting ready to really ramp it up with my podcast production and all the associated things. So I want to get really caught up. Um, so I have a, like four episodes recorded interviews. I'm telling you details that you don't necessarily need to know. The The short version is I'm behind, but I'm also caught up in some other ways. And I'm about to hit the ground running. So I'm excited to do that. I hope you enjoy these podcasts. I just got my second Pfizer, <coughs> excuse me, my second Pfizer shot. And it kind of floored me. <laughs> I was in bed most of the day yesterday, but I'm back to normal. I just did music for a show called Planet of the Grapes, um, and I'll put the information for you. That's part of what kind of got me behind on other things. It was a really fun project, and it's a live streaming show with toys by Peter Michael Marino, and I made music for it. It's really cool. Um, I'm going to be in the uh, cage <laughs> after the show on Saturday. So if you want to see the show, you should come watch it Saturday. And then I'll be talking about the music in this gathering he has after the show on Zoom. Um, yeah, so it's all really interesting. I'll put a link in the show notes for this bonus episode, but it's also in the most recent episode. I feel like I'm talking too much already. Um, how about that interview? Here comes the Anna Love Madrid bonus episode um, with more bonus episodes to come and perhaps even a video. I'm feeling fired up right now. So here it comes. Enjoy this interview. And thank you, of course, for being a patron. Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast. I have Anna Love Madrid here. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, one of the things you talked about in the main interview that I'm curious a little more about is you talked about um, when you got out of school, there was a year there where you couldn't get a callback. And what's that? Just couldn't get a callback for, for, for film and TV or at all? I guess is my first question. Um, it was mostly for TV and film because uh, like the third theater show that I auditioned for, I got cast in. Mm. And then I worked nonstop in theater for that, for the remainder of the year. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So that, that type of experience of not getting, you know, you had this focus as an artist of wanting to be in the TV film world and not getting that kind of, well, not getting cast. What I'm always curious about this type of thing because of people who kept trying and how that works for you. Because it's a challenge. It's a it's a big challenge for me to not internalize this stuff. Yeah, it's traumatic. You know, I felt people talk about how LA can really break you down if you don't have a strong sense of self. And I remember graduating um, from the program and feeling like a fully realized artist for the first time. You know, I had this confidence of like, I have three years of, of focused work on my craft and I'm ready for everything. And, you know, before the fall of Louis CK, I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be the next Louis CK. I'm going to write, I'm going to direct, I'm going to make my own stuff. You know, I came out like just ready to launch. And then if I tell you that the first three months here, 
I was completely stripped of that. Mm. It was, it was tough. Uh, you know, I remember being like, this is going to sound so morbid, but, uh, driving through the Canyon and just being like, I just want to go off this cliff. Like, what is the point? I felt, you know, I had an, a very, famous kind of like everybody's like you need to go to this teacher tell me that I was never going to work on tv and film because of my voice and that I should just focus on animation and when I kind of went back and told her you know I tried to push back a little bit and I was like yeah but you know there's such a push for diversity and voices and storytelling like I'm a Latina woman who's trained how can I not work in this industry and she was like you don't look Latina <gasps> so uh, what is, how are you stripping me of my ethnicity and my culture and my identity? Because I don't look like what the media thinks a Latina should look like. I wasn't even born in this country. So, you know, that really messes up with your mind. You know, I remember having an agent meeting. This guy looked like Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken, okay? Mm -hmm. Dress head to toe in white and just leaning back on his desk, uninterested. You know, when I was like, he was like, you gonna do a monologue? And I'm like, yeah, this monologue is from, you know, cause theater, I don't know if you do theater, but we're like, we respect our playwrights. He's mm -hmm. like, I don't care who it's from. Oh. And I was like, okay. So then I did my, my monologue and he was like, great. So he asked me how old I was, which is illegal and you couldn't, you shouldn't do. So I answered with, I play, you know, 25 to 32 or whatever. And he rolled his eyes at me and was like, you actresses with your ages. Uh. And, and so this, for the first six months, it was just like beat down, beat down, beat down. And I was like, I guess there's no space for me in this thing. And it it took a, a year and a half to kind of build myself back up. And, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about teaching and the new triple thread and everything that I'm doing, because that's so debilitating. And I could get emotional right now, but it's like, mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to feel like they can't be storytellers because other people are get some sort of power, you know, they're power hungry, or it's like, this is the only time that I can inflict power over somebody else. Because as actors, we're so vulnerable to make this wish come true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and took a lot of therapy and a sense of accepting myself and being like, if I want to do comedy, I don't understand how she can tell me that's actually an asset for you. You know, and when I got cast to do a scene with Lake Bell on Bless This Mess, we were sitting down next to each other. And I was like, I loved your film, you know, the one that she did about voiceover artist. Mm -hmm. And she was like, the first thing when I saw your tape was like, I love her voice. And that yeah. moment to me was so like just validating because I feel like, you know, I have been made fun of my voice my entire life. You know, I would have uh, people call like, you know, telemarketers and they'll be like, is your mom home? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, you know, I'm in my twenties living alone. Um, so it was just, it's one of the reasons I went to grad school. And so to come out of grad school and to be told by someone that you're not going to work because of your instrument is reckless and, um, you know, inappropriate in my belief. And so that's, that's my mission. Like, I do not want to ever have an actor feel that way. Mm. <laughs> I know I, it's like, a lot. <laughs> I no, feel like I just ranted, but it's a lot, you know, no, I'm, I, I love, I don't love the rant, the thing you ranted about, <laughs> 
but like it's so important and i'm also a teacher i'm a music teacher and and i work with theater kids stuff like that i it's just so unbelievable to me that a teacher would just say oh forget about that thing you want to do forget it like just forget you're not going to be able to like what I don't understand. I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't either. Um, but I do I think, think yeah. that it has something to do with, um, uh, and this is why another reason why we're not about guru mentality, because they make you feel like they're the only path. You mm-hmm. have to learn from me because now I've made you feel so small that you're going to depend on me to give you validation and to kind of instill you with, when I say you can do it, then you can do it. Mm. And um, that's how you end up giving thousands and thousands of dollars to teachers because they make you feel like you need them. Mm. Ah, that she had the so- nerve uh, to come up to me after the class. She's like, you're probably not going to study with me, but stay in touch. I was like, get out of here. I will never <laughs> come back oh. to the studio. <laughs> Who are these people? But the beautiful thing is the stuff that you're doing now. And I think of this too, like there was the longest time with my work and creating and I was always with this always with the self-doubt but when you start building your own path and like what you're doing with your show and your businesses you're i think that type of mentality like this teacher and it's what's so beautiful about what you're doing with with your um new triple threat is enabling people and um empowering people to find their path because these are the things like these are the artists that I look up to that are doing their own thing and something that fits precisely for what they do. Yeah. It just made me think of Elizabeth Gilbert's book, big magic, where she was like, don't make your passion the thing that should feed you. Do you know what I mean? And I just feel like I took that pressure off of my auditions. And now when I get them, it's like, great, I'm going to do them and I'm going to move on to the next thing because I'm busy. You know, I have a course to do. I have a class to teach, you know, So it just makes me feel more open and more relaxed, which I think I'm getting the most callbacks I've ever gotten, you know, like I'm pinned for a show right now. So it's just, it's, it's helpful to expand your um, interest as an artist. Mm. Such a good conversation. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. (laughs) Every now and then I have these with the bonus podcast. I'm like, oh, like, I'm happy that this is like a special, like, deep dive but i'm also a little like oh other people need to hear this well they can they can subscribe <laughs> they should subscribe yeah uh thank you so much for taking the time to thank do this you, michael good luck with everything and um, i'll be checking out your show